0: Today, on Bruce Springsteen Sings the Alphabet, the Jason Isbell mini series, Southeastern, part one. Hey, everybody, you're listening to Bruce Springsteen Sings the Alphabet. This is the podcast where we used to talk about every Bruce Springsteen song one by one in alphabetical order, and we'll, we will one day again. But right now, we're in the middle of a mini series. In which we are discussing the albums of Jason Isbell. My name is Rob Carmack, and I'm joined here as always by JB Clark.
1: I realized this today that because uh, I was listening to last week, the um, for whatever reason we think that an intro is is explaining your concept in as many words as possible using one breath.
0: Yeah, that's it. Like that's somehow we
1: both learned that in podcast school.
0: <laughs> podcast school being listen to every possible podcast you can. Oh, my gosh, yes. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that's so, – I mean, it, and the concept of our podcast is getting more and more difficult to do in one breath because it started <laughs> out – the the original premise is very simple. Every <laughs> Bruce Springsteen song alphabetically one by one. Then it became well, – that's what we used to do. That explains the title of the podcast. But then we were doing the albums. And now we're not right. even talking about Bruce Springsteen anymore. We just kept the title because it would confuse our listeners if we just changed the title of the entire podcast. So, yeah. Um, so, we chose to confuse strangers and not our regular listeners. Right. Which right. is fine.
1: Which is totally fine. Yeah. And yeah, now by the time we're recording the, um, the new patron bonus series, which is the top 500, our 10 by 10, 2 by 2 exploration of the top 500 albums of all time as defined by Rolling Stone in their most recent version of that list. And so we like, you're, you know. Bruce Springsteen sings the alphabet, except not that anymore. Jason Isbell, but not this. This is the bonus episode. This is the rules. These are the
0: <laughs> yeah. These are the parameters that we've set. These are the people involved. This is here's the... what you
1: can expect. You're gonna get a little bit of this. You're gonna get a little bit of that. The fish is pretty fresh. We put some tarragon on it. You're gonna love it. You're gonna love it. If you don't, send it back.
0: Yeah, that's us. That's that's us a, in, in podcast form. Exactly. Yeah,
1: I watched Top Chef season two today. That's what I well, love like the last Top episode. Chef. Oh, dude, tomorrow, new season. Is that right? Yeah. Did they shoot one during pandemic? They did. First episode, they're going to feed um frontline workers in Portland. Very exciting.
0: Okay, Very I'm glad exciting. to know that. By the time this episode airs, that'll that will have happened already. Yeah. All right. Cannot wait. Well, hey, while we're here JB, why don't we talk about Jason Isbell's seminal masterpiece Southeastern?
1: I almost want to know what Gail Simmons thinks about it now.
0: I mean, Gail Simmons has impeccable taste, so I'm gonna say she loves it.
1: She does have impeccable taste. That's, I mean, um, I
0: assume I've actually never tasted the same food that she's judged. I know, but, um, but I assume you know. That I, I, how could she be wrong? She and Tom Colicchio and Padma, like they're all,
1: uh, mm-hmm.
0: you know, they're all right all the time. That's right.
1: Oh. Anyway. Yeah. So we're, anyway, we're, we're, we're talking, talking about, about Southeastern today, not Yeah, Tom we're Chef. all talking
0: about Southeastern. So, uh so Southeastern is Jason Isbell's fourth album not including his his work with the uh, draft <laughs> not including his work with the Drive-By Truckers. I don't know why that was difficult for me to say just now. So this album came out, it was released June 11, 2013. And on that Rolling Stone li- magazine list that you mentioned earlier, JB, it is ranked at number 458 out of 500 on in the list of top 500 albums of all time. So this album is highly regarded.
1: Yeah, I think it's a climber too. Like on the next list, I think this one's going to be in the
0: 300s. I think that's right. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't even, obviously, it wasn't even on the original list because the the previous list was released in 2012, which is a year before right. this album even existed. So yeah, the, it's first time being even eligible. It makes it to 458. So I, I'd like to think that you're right. I'd like to think that there's there's room to grow here.
1: Yeah, and it's just it is aged
0: well. It has aged well. I was as I was listening to it earlier today. I was thinking like, how is it possible that this album is every bit as good as oh, I think it is? It, it, this, every time I listen to it, I'm, I'm this album right. is
1: barrel aged, in old red wine casks. You know? Yeah. Mm.
0: So here's what we're going to do. We're going to slow things down a little bit. What we've done so far is we've, we've moved pretty quickly. We've done like half an album per episode. But what we're going to do here is we're going to break this up into thirds. And we're gonna really dig in on each of these songs um, because this this album really deserves that much attention. We're gonna not quite give it the full alphabetical Springsteen treatment, but we're gonna come pretty close. We're gonna read the lyrics. We're gonna talk about each song. We're gonna talk about the cohesive themes, and uh, we're gonna get very intimate with this song or this 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 whole album. JB, that's I, right. I, I would say so. Um, a little bit up front, just to get some basic facts out of the way. The personnel here. This is Jason's first album, produced by the great Dave Cobb. Who continues to produce his albums to this day,
1: and has since this album, and, and even before, but like since this album, has produced some just like statement records.
0: He's become kind of the go-to. I think this album really put him on the map because he has become kind of the go-to guy in Nashville. If
1: you're serious about country, but you're not serious about like Nashville right now, then like Dave Cobb, you probably know Dave Cobb. I
0: mean, yeah, he's uh he. He's he has produced some truly great albums. He produces Brandy Carlisle's albums. Um, I'm trying. I think I think he's done some, some of uh, Chris Stapleton's albums. Um, right. He's he's sort of become like a almost a go-to guy. Like you. In fact, I remember in in his concert, when in Jason's concert to debut his new album Reunions this year, he he said this album was produced by Dave Cobb, and then he said, "Great job, Dave Cobb," as if this is a thing they <laughs> say all the time. Great job, Dave, Cobb. Great job, Dave
1: Cobb. Yeah. Uh, they do say that all the time.
0: Yeah. So, uh, um, dude,
1: the, I yeah. If you have. If you've put out a country record that has received, like, absolutely global acclaim and been snubbed by the CMAs, Dave Cobb
0: probably had something to do with Dave it. Dave Cobb ushered you to that threshold. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, the the personnel here, you've got Jason, obviously. Jason Isbell on guitar and vocals. Uh, this is not a 400-unit album, so the the personnel is a little bit different. The bass here is not Jimbo Hart, JB. Brian Allen plays the bass on Does this album. Does a good album. job. Yeah. So, this is... I, I don't know how Jimbo must have felt with not being included on this, but I'm sure it hurt his feelings a great deal because he's Jason I mean, Scott. Jimbo's
1: like a real like water off a duck's back kind of guy.
0: I don't think that's right. I think he has very sensitive feelings, and I think they were hurt deeply.
1: I mean, he's a sensitive dude, but like he's he's an understanding guy too.
0: I think there there's an entire dream journal dedicated to Jimbo's <laughs> being left off of this album. You're right, you're right. Actually, I, I know nothing. I know nothing about Jimi <laughs> Uh So anyway, but the bra- the bass guitar here is uh, played by Brian Allen. Drums are by Chad Gamble, who is currently in the 400 unit. Keys and mm. mellotron also by Derry De Borja, also currently in the 400 unit. Um, and then percussion also by Dave Cobb. Great job, Dave Cobb. Great job, so, Dave Cobb. Uh, so that's that's your that's your, kind of your core personnel here. And then you've got some some guests on some of the the songs, and we'll talk about that as we go forward. Um let's see here. I think that's pretty much it as far as like key personnel goes. Any any basic facts we need to to get out of the way before Oh, I will say uh th- this album was completed 2 days before Jason's wedding to Amanda Shires. So the album uh, was finished. They got married, and, and then the album not was released. long
1: after he got a not long after he got out of rehab.
0: Yeah, well, and that's going to become uh, like a key like the the theme of this album is Jason's journey to sobriety and and his yeah. new and basically his his newfound humanity out of that. And Amanda was kind of a, a key player in that. And uh I mean just initial thoughts right out of the gate. I think we've already sort of gushed over this, but this album's a masterpiece. And mm-hmm. uh and like lots of people this was my first exposure to Jason Isbell. I I was not familiar with his work up uh, until this album. This this is my first entry into his his work and I've been a fan ever since, obviously. So uh, Yeah, me too. Is, is, is this is where you were first introduced to, to his to his work? I'd been I mean this is the first time I ever took any of it seriously,
1: yeah. you know. What I had heard of, you know, like truckers and stuff. You know, I just... I wasn't a
0: fan yet. Yeah.
1: <clears throat> so. Th-
0: this album, for for Bruce Springsteen fans, this album is Jason Isbell's Born to Run. This is the album that, that really put him on the map. It, it it got him a lot of acclaim. It got him a lot of recognition. And it got him a whole lot of new fans.
1: But it was also it was kind of his Nebraska.
0: Well, yeah. It, structurally, it is it, it is a lot more similar to Nebraska. It's more stripped down than Born to Run is. and So... I I've, like I mean if if you're if you're looking like structurally then Nashville sound is more more the born to run. And, but it's just in order of like career importance, this is the born to run. But in right. order like sonically, this is more the Nebraska. Yeah. You're right. Um anyway Well you're right and you're right too. Well thank you. We can both be yeah. right.
1: We can. I love Wow. That. What a oh. world. What a world.
0: Um all right, well, or, do you want to get into it? You want to start talking about the song? We're going to talk about the first four songs today. We're going to do Cover Me Up, Stockholm, Traveling Alone in Nebraska. So, or <laughs> an, <laughs> an elephant. An <laughs> elephant. I don't know why did I say Nebraska? Oh my
1: god. I might as well be man. Come on. It's a spiritual success here. It is. Um four of the best just first four songs on a record all, in, in,
0: in in my the esti- history
1: of music.
0: Yeah, in my estimation all five star songs. Like there's there's not oh. there's not a bum wheel on this car.
1: No. Maybe a, there's like maybe a four or more four star song on the record.
0: Yeah. But these these four songs. this is a top notch. Like if you're if you're like and this is why this album is so good because like you started out and you're like I'll listen until it stops getting my attention and then you get all the way through the fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth track and you're like I'm still here. Like there there's not there there's no reason to stop listening to this album.
1: You know what we should have done with this whole thing with the ratings? It should have, we should have taken the, like, stuck with our serious, like, let's talk about these songs section. But when we get to the ratings, we just take our cues from the Re- We Rate Dogs Twitter account <laughs> and just like, uh, yeah, man, I would give it a 14 out of six. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm fine with that. I give it that's the 88 out of seven. In. I can't, I can't objectively judge these songs. You know what I mean? Like, I've played Cover Me Up. On my guitar and sing it like just full-throated front to back
0: 236 times you Look, know like yes it's yeah well let, let's get into it then let's talk about these songs so track one side one first first song on the album cover me up a heart on the
1: run keeps a hand on the gun. you can't trust him
0: I was
1: so sure what I needed was more I tried to shoot out the sun and days when we raced, we flew off the page Such damage was done
0: but I Talk to me, J.B. What do you, what do you love about this song? Well,
1: I, first of all, I just found out very recently that a much more famous uh, country musician recorded it, and it was probably much more successful. Uh, Morgan Wallen, who recently got canceled in a way that sold more records <laughs> than he did before.
0: <laughs> That's so sad. That- um,
1: it's, yeah, it's whatever, man. Just, like, just, you know, it's buy music. records or whatever that
0: you like and support people who are kind and Don't sorry don't support sometimes. Don't support people who use racial slurs, and especially not that racial slur. Yeah, and if you use a
1: racial slur, like, take a class and talk to somebody and say sorry. It's it's not that hard.
0: Like. But yeah, anyway, so Morgan Wallen covered this song, and um, J- Jason, being the awesome Jason Isbell that he is, decided to take all the royalties, which I'm sure were not insubstantial, and dedicate all the royalties to the NAACP.
1: Oh yeah, I bet the royalties he got from Morgan are pretty comparable to the royalties he got, like the hundred percent that he got for himself. You know what I mean? Not, it's not hundred. There's recording credits and
0: stuff. Yeah, probably, probably the the only comparable amount of royalties he's gotten is from the Stars Born trailer, right?
1: <laughs>
0: you know what I mean? Like, that, yeah, that's that's probably gonna be what puts their kid through college is that trailer in that movie. Um, but yeah. but yeah, I'm sure the Morgan Wallen. Uh, royalties were not were not a small sum of money and Jason was like it, it is unacceptable what this guy was <laughs> caught, what, what he was caught on tape right? Like saying yeah. this word and and it was sort of like n- known industry wide that he's a frequent user of this word and Jason was like I'm going to do- donate all of the proceeds to like any anything that comes in from Morgan's recording of this I'm going to donate it to the NAACP so there you go. So, I'll um, oh, go
1: ahead. Well, I was going to say all that to say, his, his version is beautiful. Jason's version, yeah, and one of my favorite of one of my favorite songs of all
0: time. Well, is I mean, that's the question here. Is is this Jason Isbell's signature song? Like, if, if you had to if you had to boil it down to one song that Jason Isbell has just sort of like become known for, is this it? April would call it like "Cover Me Up" or "Elephant," or, or maybe one of one of his newer ones. Yeah. I think it might be Cover Me Up. I, I, th- I think this may be, like, the Jason Isbell song. All right, so on Spotify, um,
1: If It Takes a Lifetime, has 15 million plays. Okay. That's the second most. Cover Me Up has 42 million. So it's, like, beyond... More than double his next... It's, it, is, it is more than the next
0: three. It is as many as the next three. Wow. So uh, yeah. if if Spotify is, is any judge, then then yeah, this this definitely is his signature song.
1: I'm sure that uh, the one from that we were just talking about, mm-hmm. uh, maybe it's not about the old old ways. Die. I'm sure that that one's got way more. <laughs> well, that
0: but... he didn't record that one though, so like that's that, oh that's the difference. Okay. You know what I mean? Like yeah, that that is not that is the song is not known as a Jason Isbell song. What we're talking Bradley, about is like Bradley, Bradley Cooper song. That, yeah. Well, that, what was the guy's name? Uh. I don't know. It was awesome. It was it was definitely a, a fictional country musician's name, but I can't remember. Yeah. Oh, we have to know this. Oh, it was what Morgan was Wallen. The...
1: <laughs> no, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. What was the name of the movie? A Star is Born. A Star is Born. You gonna look it up? Uh
0: yes. I was I'm gonna to say maybe I can remember it before you get there, but there's no way I can. I saw that movie. Do one it.
1: Time. Remember it. Remember it. I saw it twice in one night.
0: Good good on you, man. And you still can't <laughs> remember it? Jackson uh, yes. Maine, Jackson Maine. I just remembered it. It came right back to me. Just when I was like, No, I'm never gonna remember it, and it just hit me. It was Jackson, Jackson Maine. Maine. Yeah, that's a made up name. Jackson Maine. <laughs> anyway, that's a that's a Bruce Springsteen song. Yeah, Jackson Maine. Yeah. Oh, that that's a that's a good Jesse Jackson uh, spinoff. Jackson Maine. <laughs> Jackson Maine. He, <laughs> he needs to do a minute by minute rewatch of A Star Is Born and call it the Jackson Maine.
1: Or the Jackson like his top ten. His top ten, if anything, could be like the Jackson Maine. Yeah, that's good. All right, so way, way better than a minute
0: about minute rewatch. watch. What is the podcast that does that? There's several. There's one called Star Wars Minute. There's uh, there's one called Goodfellas Minute. Uh, Goodfellas Minute's <laughs> the only one that I've listened to, but <laughs> and it's totally worth it. If, if I'm you like super Goodfellas. glad
1: that there is space for these people, these communities on the internet. Like so, I'm studying that in my media. Uh, like a digital media course right now, and I'm super glad that those exist, but also it's intense.
0: Is it really that much more tedious than every single Bruce Springsteen song alphabetically one by one, though?
1: Um <laughs> No.
0: I guess not. <laughs> <laughs> Glass
1: houses, my friend. Glass houses. I'm just saying at least we're looking at more than one minute long clips that yeah, were at least we- intended to be consumed. As whole pieces,
0: yeah. Sometimes we're looking at four-minute-long saxophone solos. Yeah. Um, anyway, so cover me up. <laughs> One song of the year at the 2014 Americana Music Awards, and this song, yeah. this song is a, it's a love song to the woman who helped him get sober, aka Amanda Shires, who is now his wife. So it's it's a love song, but it's also it's a very vulnerable love song. It's a, um, you know, like like a, I was gonna. I was I was I was on a on a very dark path, and you kind of got me off that path. Kind of kind of love song. Yeah, it's a great song. So, I gotta
1: say that this this is the first time that he. So we've talked about these glimpses. And yeah, like even Decoration Day, that's a lot of words, right? Yeah, this is where he's starting to tell really big stories with few, much fewer words.
0: Yeah. Well, speaking of that, how about we do the lyrics? Let's do it. All right, I'm gonna I'll go through them here. Stop me if if anything interesting stands out to you. But so. Uh, says a heart on the run keeps a hand on the gun. You can't trust anyone. I w- which by the way, he, we we've talked before about how he's great in an opening line. A heart on the run keeps a hand on the gun. You can't trust anyone. Dang. Yeah. I was so sure what I needed was more tri- was more tried to. Sh- I'm sorry. I was so sure what I needed was more tried to shoot out the sun. Days when we raged, we flew off the page. Such damage was done, but I made it through because somebody knew I was meant for someone. So there's this, um, yeah, like the, the the sense that like he was he was on a on a dark path. Then it says, "Girl, leave your boots by the bed. We ain't leaving this room till somebody till someone needs medical help or the magnolias bloom. It's cold in this house, and I ain't going out to chop wood. So cover me up and know you're enough to use me for good." So it's it's about her sort of like repurposing his his energy and his time and his his attention to something that's more life-giving and something that that fills him up and doesn't just keep, which is interesting. This is a major contrast from a lot of the stuff that Jason's written up to this point, right? Because a lot of the stuff that he's written is about being, like, the the phrase you've used is, like, um, being a road dog and being being somebody who's out touring and, like, just constantly out on the road, just, like, hitting the next tour stop. And um, I know, yeah. (laughs) Sorry, I thought we had to stop recording for a second. (laughs) No, we don't. Be, being somebody who who lives their life on the road and co- it is on constantly the road, road, yeah, and is
1: constantly dogging on
0: people a road dog, road like on the road on like traveling, like caravan in a band, so ta- in a van, about, yes. So and, and talking about how that that continues to sort of like empty him out, like and the the whole like the, this is the last song I will write, like that's the whole thing is like writing songs is actually this destruct Like, it's a thing I'm good at, but it's also kind of, like, killing me and, like, destroying all my relationships. And so this song yeah. is, like, a... It's it's almost, like, a direct response against... Over and against these other songs as if to say, like, oh, I've actually found this thing that does give me life. And it turns out that writing songs wasn't the thing that was killing me. It was the booze and the pills, you know? And,
1: and but you know what I love about this song is so many times the Redemption song is just, like, so happy, you know? Like, it's dawn, like... It's yeah. a new day, and like, <laughs> this is still exhausted. Yeah, even is. though this is one of the most hopeful songs I've ever heard.
0: Yeah, it is. It it, it is both exhausted and it's hopeful, and it's the opening track. It's how he yeah. it's how of all the songs he could have chosen to start this album, it's this one. And I think he's that, like he
1: grabs you by the collar and goes, "We're about to get into some shit."
0: Yeah, well, and, he, and he's saying this is what the album's about. The album is about yeah. my recovery. It's about it's about how I was rescued and redeemed in ways that i didn't really think were possible um
1: and if it's cold in this house and i ain't going out the chop wood ain't the most reasonable lyric that's ever been written i don't know what it oh, is oh it's so good yeah and, and or put your faith to the test when i tore off your dress um, well and that's and, the thing
0: too there's an intimacy to oh this. did we do the next verse no but i mean i don't know that we need to i, I think i mean it, it, it this this is these first two verses that that's pretty much the song. You know what I mean? Like, it, it, he, oh
1: no, we got to talk about the next one. Okay.
0: Well, then here, let me let me. Go, the, so here, I got it.
1: Okay, go ahead. Um. So I put your fate to the test when I tore off your dress in Richmond, all high. But I sobered up. I swore off that stuff forever this time. Which at that point in every concert, every person who's hammered, drunk cheers.
0: Yeah, it's, it's like so, it's like everybody's so with him. Hard when he says I swore off that stuff forever this time. Yeah, everybody, everybody, every every time I've ever seen him. This is when everybody's like, yeah, like everybody's like, good on you. Even, like like you said, even the drunkest guy in the room is like, man, I'm so glad you got sober. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean?
1: Oh, man. Which is always such a weird moment. Like, it feels beautiful and weird at the same time. Yeah. Um, anyway, so I sobered up. I swore off this stuff forever this time. And the old lover sang, I thought it'd be me who helped him get home. But home was a dream, one I'd never seen till you came along.
0: Such a great lyric.
1: So, girl, hang your dress up to dry. We ain't leaving this room till Percy Priest breaks open wide and the river runs through and carries this house on the stones like a piece of driftwood. Cover me
0: up. I know you're enough to
1: use me for good.
0: And then, um, and then it goes back into "Girl, Leave Your Boots by the Bed." Yeah. Um, it's, it's and just, the Percy Priest is a dam. It might be a TVA dam. I don't know. I don't think it is. Let's say it is, just for the sake of continuity. Let's say it's the TVA. Okay. Um, the song is so intimate. It's, it's like he's inviting us. I feel like we are witnessing a scene that is none of our business. You know what I mean? It, it, well, it was- have
1: you ever been with someone you really loved, like a best friend or a spouse or something like that, where you're, you you both just cannot get through to each other and one of you just is like, all right, close the doors. Like, I remember uh, one time when April and I had just, just had kids, uh like I was like put the you know I put the kids to bed and I was like go take a bath I'll be right back and I came back and I had like two cigars and a six pack of beer and I was like I know this isn't your thing but this is how we do it did it with my friends so like just let's figure this out before we finish the six pack (laughs) and it was kind of this I mean it was not the same situation because here they're like hey let's quit drinking before we leave this cabin (laughs) or whatever um but you know what I mean. It's like that. Whenever you love someone so much that you're willing to just like commit yourself to two hours of absolute terrible, whatever, to figure it out.
0: Well, and it's. I mean that that's sort of the the idea. It, it's it's this intimacy. It, it's there together in this, and yeah. they are they are connecting in a way that is is so special and so so rare and and he's writing the song about it and even even the tone of the, the song feels so i i I'm, it, I don't know exactly, is that I don't I want to say fragile but that's not the right word for it it, it feels it feels so tentative you know what i mean but it's so good and it's so special and it's so raw and he wrote yeah. this and that this is his seminal song like the the song where he really just like spills his guts and lets us in on what what must have been a truly emotional event in his life that he lets everybody in on that, you know. Like and I love that
1: the the slide guitar is playing like the you know whenever you realize you're not mad, you're hurt. Yeah, that's what the slide guitar's doing. Mm. It's you know what I mean. It's so passionate, but it keeps it keeps retreating. Um, yeah, I don't know this song. If I think about it for too long, I I cry every time. Like it's so sh- good. Boo hoo.
0: It is a it is a perfect folk song. it, it is and if, or,
1: yeah. Yeah. If April's trying to, if April can't sleep or she's really worried about something, and she asked me to play either this or Elephant for whatever terrible reason. God. I'm usually please. like, No, I'm not playing Elephant for you, but every now and then she'll be like,
0: just play the F word song so I can go to sleep and I'm like, Play the F well, Um Man, yeah. We'll get to Elephant for sure. But yeah.
1: <laughs> I play the song at least once a week to get her to calm down and go to sleep. If she's like worried or can't turn her brain off it,
0: it is a, it is a calming kind of song and maybe that's the idea is like there's this intimacy they're in they in this it's cold outside they're they're indoors there's they're together they're they're only the two of them you know and it's it is there is a calmness to this song
1: well i guess we should mention that like the guitar and the vocal melody are playing the same notes that you know for the majority of the song whether at the same time or at different times like following each other yeah it's good which makes it even more sort of intimate you know it's two two people occupying the same It's two instruments occupying the exact same space so yeah, that... it's like it's two people in a small room it's like uh, what's the Adam Sandler maybe that was like filmed down a hallway the whole time I don't know Punch Drunk Love it's like that it's like just
0: you know it's tight it's mm. it's uncomfortable yeah it's, it's, al- well, it's almost like a duet between him and his guitar mhm yeah, it's good. Um, well, we should probably move on because we have three other songs that we're going to talk about tonight. Um, so track two. And le- is there more? Did you, is, I, I don't want to cut you off. Is there? Is there more you want to say about Cover Me Up? I mean, let's just move on. <laughs> okay. So track two That's is. That's the wrong question to ask. <laughs> right. We can, we, we can double back if you, if you think of anything. So um, the, the next song is track two, which is Stockholm. i heard love song. Georgia man cry On the shoulder of somebody Saturday night Read the good book Studied it too
1: But nothing prepared me
0: So th- this is a much more th- this is a much more traditional track one, right? Like this this is a, a more of a rocker. It's got it's got the bigger like band type structure to it. It's got a, a pretty awesome chorus, you know.
1: Yeah. It's such a good tight pop song. I mean, it's 3 it's less than 3 minutes long. Yeah. Like this is the song written by a guy who is in the lineage of the great Muscle Shoals producers of the 60s, you know what I mean? Like this is this is him almost being like, check it out. Yeah. Check. You know, this is another box checker, except it's also like just a bona fide, incredible song. It is. And this goes back to what we were saying, like telling whole stories in, in fewer words. This is a short song
0: with few lyrics. It's, I was going to say, it clocks in at like two minutes and 50 seconds, right? Yeah, 252. Yeah, it's like relatively pretty short. Yeah, and the harmonies are just like so good. Who's who's doing the singing? Uh him? that is a great question. It is not Amanda. You would think it was Amanda. It but it is Kim Ritchie is doing the backup vocals.
1: Okay, yeah. It he might be doing two
0: He might be he doubling. You think he's doubling?
1: I can't tell if he's doubling or not. It's just like good. You know what I mean? It almost kind of has some of those like country blood harmony feelings.
0: Yeah. Well let's yeah. do you want do you wanna get into the lyrics? Let's do it. All right, so uh, he starts out. He says, "I've heard love songs make a Georgia man cry on the shoulder of somebody Saturday night." Read the good, perfect. (laughs) Yeah, that's so good. (laughs) Well, and then I, I love this line too. Read the good book and studied it too, which is funny. The good book for like for those who of us, yeah, it's the Bible. It's the south, people who were raised in the south, the good book is how people refer to the Bible. So he says, "I read it, but I studied it too." In other words, like I, I've heard all the stuff and. Every once in a while, I even paid attention. <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, then it says, "Yeah, read the good book, studied it too, but nothing prepared me for living with you." And then here, man, this is where most, it kicks that up is a like
1: notch. the most said line
0: in our house. <laughs> what? Nothing prepared me for living with you.
1: Read the good book, studied it too, but nothing prepared
0: me for living with you. That's good. And then um, locked me up, tied in these shackles I wear. Tied me, tied up the keys in the fold of your hair. And oh, the, and the di- yeah, and, and the difference tied with up me- the keys
1: in your fold of your hair is like a prequel to. La in, in like t- three records he's gonna write the sexiest line of all time. And it is it is very much like he almost got it here. Yeah. Do you know what I'm talking about? Absolutely. Yeah. And okay. then
0: <laughs> and then he says, and the difference with me is that I used to not care. Stockholm, let me go home. So Stockholm, Ugh. this is a great. So the, the idea here, I I think, is Stockholm is he's re- making reference to Stockholm syndrome, which which is right. the psychological phenomenon in which somebody is kidnapped and then they like fall in love with their captor, or they develop a a certain amount of attachment to their captor. Right. In a certain kind of way. So a person A codependency. It, yeah. And, and it's, it's this it's this interesting sort of thing where a person who is probably thought to intend to do your harm becomes someone that you feel like you can't live without. And Right.
1: Well, if, if you kidnap someone, this is, I mean, not as a lesson by any means, but, like, if you kidnap someone that's terrible and they hate you and then you bring them food every day so they can live, like, they rely on you. So at some point, like...
0: There are brainwashing techniques. Yeah, that, at some
1: yeah. point you're very much, like, um, taking two of the rawest sort of emotions and 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 blending them fear
0: and survival so here's the question his captor is it a is it another person or is it his addiction?
1: oh, I think that he is realizing I think this is like a backward song right I think that Stockholm is the girl and he's thinking like let me go home to who I used to be
0: see I think i I, I, th- I don't think it's the girl I, I, and, and maybe I mean that's the thing about art we can both be right but i I think Stockholm I think he's using the image of a girl as a metaphor for how he felt about his addiction.
1: Oh yeah. Cause there is that line. And the difference with me is I've fallen in love. So yeah. Stockholm, let me go home.
0: Yeah, that's right. He's fallen in love with Amanda, like very specifically. Right. And so he's, he's like, I don't need like the thing that I, I, I once that held me captive that I once thought I needed. I've now realized there's something better and I don't need it anymore. I have become freed from this, this like self-imposed prison that I've once a wise man, in.
1: To the ways of the world, now I've traded those lessons for the faith of a girl. Yeah. Which is almost shot for shot. What's the song that we were talking about earlier the, with the sexiest line of all time? It was the Nashville off the Nashville Sound. Oh, um, I don't remember. Oh, it's not even that song. There's another song in the Nashville Sound about, uh, I swore I was going to ride it till the wheels fall off. That's Molotov. Uh, Molotov. Yeah. Yeah. And this, like, that's what that lyric is. Once a wise man of the ways of the world, now I've traded those lessons for the love of the faith of a girl. Yeah. I love it to say love of a girl, the faith of a girl. The faith of a girl, Because yeah. their faith story the is that they loved each other, but she wasn't about to get involved.
0: Yeah. In that mess. Yeah, and I mean, very famously, like, she she was instrumental in getting him sober. Yeah. You know, and the the belief that, and I, and, and the, I think that's part of the story, too, right? Which is, like, she believes that he's better than this. Yeah. And... Um. Th- th- this line here. This is the part that always like gets me. Is where um just musically I-, I love this part where it says ships in the harbor and birds on the bluff, don't move an inch when their anchor goes up. And the difference with me is I'm falling in love. Stockholm, let me go home. So the ships in the harbor and the birds on the bluff. I love that part musically. Just how it goes up and mm-hmm. how it picks up like the the tempo. It's kinda. got such a good swing too. It does. It does. Is this a three four?
1: Yeah. Or six eight. 2.
0: Yeah, it's three four. It's like a waltz. Yeah, it's a waltz. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I I think I think that's the idea here. I think the that he has he has found that he he no longer needs to be held captive to this uh, his addiction. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's it's not unlike how you know, like w- we've we've joked before about how every Bruce Springsteen song, like it, when you listen to Magic, like. Even the songs about girls are really songs about America. Like that's this on this album. Even the songs about girls are are about addiction or about recovery. Yeah. You know, in some sort of way. Yeah. So, and and mental health as an extension. Right. So I don't know any other thoughts on Stockholm.
1: Ice Killer, man. Yeah, I love this song. It's it's packed full in two in two fifty two and, and it doesn't feel packed full. It breathes the whole time. It swings. It's open. You know, it's not like a speedy rocker. It's like a um laconic sort of nice you know, it's like floating down the river on a on a tube. Yeah. With a seltzer instead of a beer.
0: <laughs> That's right. Um yeah man, this is Arts, this is a good wanna... one. This is a good one to hear live.
1: Oh yeah. Um and they always just like roll into it, like Chad just goes kah, 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 kah. down. And... and then it's just yeah. yeah, it's just it's all just like swing and harmonies from there.
0: Yeah, for for an album that is mostly stripped down, this is one of the bigger songs, and it really pays off. It, it
1: this is such a good, uh, and I know I already said it, this is such a good Muscle Shoals. Like, there's something special about Muscle Shoals where it's kind of like that, like blues, hill country, and there's like a little some Delta influence, like not that far away, hmm. but you're so close to Nashville that you've got that Nashville. In, sound like country influence, yeah. That Nashville sound, that Nashville
0: sound, yeah.
1: And but you're in the hills, and so there's very much like hill country blues, which is like really droney and sort of like brings in like some sort of like Native American influences. And you have those Delta blues, which are, are structured in these grooves and these you know great swings, and then you've got um, and so it's this like you know Florence Muscle Shoals, they're just like this beautiful soul in their music that is just this blending of, of, um, race tunes at the, you know, like when it really came together in the sixties. And I think this is a really good version of that. You yeah, know? it's like, this is country. Uh, I forget who it was. I, <laughs> there was a, uh, comedian. He was talking about, uh, he was like, you ever see river dance. It's almost like white people almost got it. It's like, yeah. And I moved the top part to <laughs> <laughs> like, this is, so this is like uh country's kind of like that, you know? It's, mm. like, almost soulful, right? It's, like, almost bluesy. Yeah. But well,
0: it's, it's, it steals it's, a lot from the blues.
1: Right, it does. It definitely does. <laughs> the You know, the bottom half, particularly. <laughs> yeah, right. So, for sure. So it's not on my Riverdance, right? But, the, like, I love that, that the Muscle Shoals has, like, that rounder. And it's not even rounder. You know, Muscle Shoals is a river town. And like, I feel like there's, like, the soul on that is kind of the kind of the the flow of a river more than, like, a roundness that you would expect from, like, some more soulful blues. So, mm. I don't know. I, I really am growing more and more partial to that music out of that area and, and regretfully, out of Alabama. Yeah. <laughs> the more I listen to it. I, I mean, like, I'm a big, big, nor- like, Northwest Alabama music guy now.
0: Mm. Well, then... But, yeah,
1: Stockholm's, like, a calling card for that.
0: I mean, it's, it, it, it's such a good song. I, I love... I mean, if it's and it's so different from Cover Me Up. Also, you know what I mean? Like Cover Me yeah. Up is so small and light, and then this one is it, it's got a full band to it. And then, then so basically, by the time you've gotten through track two, it's like, well, this this album can be anything now. You know what I right. mean? Right. And, well,
1: and then it, it the next two songs do the same thing. Is they somehow they all feel musically similar enough to be together, but they're all their own sort of. Little thing. Yeah, it's not. You know, incohesive. cover me up is like that longing acoustic guitar with the slide in the back. Stockholm's that really great soulful, like muscle shoals sound. Traveling alone's like this acoustic violin. You know, like really straightforward country song.
0: Well, let's get into it. Let's talk about tra- track three is traveling alone. Mountains rough this
1: time of year. Close the. High. You don't want to tell I've been fighting second gear Fifteen miles or so Trying to beat the angry snow Yeah, and oh man, I, I love the way it starts off uh, Yeah, you got just, just Okay talk. Well, yeah, the, 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 the violence so sort of sad you know <laughs> yeah
0: and the fiddle here the fiddle and the background vocals here are amanda shires this is the one yes. song on this album that amanda shires is on and it's per it's
1: they're perfect yeah together. it's great also yeah. uh
0: the the drums on this song are different the the drummer on this song is paul griffith
1: this is like almost their kind of day like they play together but this is like a great sort of debut for them as like a powerful music couple
0: yeah they're great and and her his instincts were right on the money when he decided to, to include her on this track.
1: Yeah. Well, do you want to just jump straight into the lyrics since it's so lyric-driven?
0: Yes. Let's do, let's do it. You, you go ahead. All right.
1: So, Mountain's rough this time of year, which is a great way to start this off, right? This is like, yeah. what's Larry Brown? I always say you want to get your characters into shit on page one. That's right. So, like, Mountain's rough this time of year. Close the highway down. They don't warn the town. And I've been fighting second gear for 15 miles or so. Trying to beat the angry snow. And the way that he, every line feels like it could have a period at the end of it. But then you read the next line and it it could also be a comma. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like any two lines could be a sentence. Um, But they all are a sentence with the next one too. Yeah. Without it being necessarily a run on. So uh, 15 miles or so trying to beat the angry snow. And I know every town worth passing through. But what good does no one do with no one to show it to? And I've grown tired of traveling alone. Tired of traveling alone. Won't you ride with me? Won't you ride? Yeah. Won't you ride?
0: So yeah. Um, this, it's so, it's about. I mean, again, it goes back to like one of the things he he spent a lot of time lamenting early on was his feeling of isolation in the middle of touring and writing songs and performing and recording. There was this sense of loneliness in there, like he like the again like the last song I will write or. Um, what's the one where he stumbles out of the bar cigarettes and wine you know like there's mm. all these songs about loneliness and like kind of like ha- like again like tr- literally traveling alone on on whatever journey he's on and here in this song he's saying I'm tired of it and what what does he include in this song he includes his future wife and her fiddle and her background vocals, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, this, this is if you're a Bruce Springsteen fan, this is tougher than the rest. You know what I mean? This, yeah, this, that that this is this is when Patty joins him on stage.
1: And even like a really nice little fiddle solo that, that kind of dances in and out of his melody. Yeah. Um, which is something that she's very good at doing.
0: Oh, she's great. Like their like, their voices blend together so well. I'm, I'm so glad that they work together and that they support each other uh, yeah. on, on each other's albums because they they sound so good together.
1: Uh, you still want to keep going with some lyrics? Yeah, keep going. This is where you know you've been on the road too long. I quit talking to myself. <laughs> Listening to the radio. Long, long time ago. Damn near strangled by my appetite. Y'all were sitting on a Friday night. Couldn't even stand up right. So high the street girls wouldn't take my pay. They said come see me on a better day. She just danced away. And I've grown tired of traveling alone. Let me get the chorus again. Yeah. Um, and then this is a great pain in the outside lane, you know, uh, another just road dog reference. I've been tired. I, I, I'm tired of answering to myself. Heart like a rebuilt part. I don't know how much it's got left, how much it's got left. I've grown tired of traveling alone.
0: Man, this is a lament for the lonely, for sure. Oh, yeah,
1: dude. This is a broke down song. <laughs> It is. I think about it every time I'm on the road and bored and just like, uh, that's how I know, uh, what, what the, so my wife and I have like a weird schedule where she works, we have different hours for like every other week. Right. So, so we, we get to really, really miss each other in a way that I think people who have been married for a long time don't. Right. It's so like, if I'm driving the kids home from somewhere and she's been at work for six days, I, this song is in my head the whole time we're in the car, you know? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, and like these three songs together like kind of put together kind of a really cool cohesive narrative. So you have Cover Me Up to start with, which is the like th- this is the entry into sobriety. This is the choice to to allow for something else other than the the addiction, the pills, the booze, whatever to take place. Then Stockholm is him talking to his addiction and saying, "I don't need you anymore." And then Traveling al- Alone is him turning back to the woman, to Amanda, and saying i'm i'm leaving stockholm behind as it were and instead of that and i'm tired i'm tired of doing this by myself and i would love it if you would be my my traveling companion in this whole thing so he he like the movement from cover me up to stockholm to traveling alone is like if, if you're putting together like a like a narrative it it fits together really well you know so yeah man it's a great song great album um and then our last song we're talking about
1: tonight is Elephant. Elephant. She said, Andy, you're better than your past. Winked in me and drained her glass. Cross-legged on a bar stool like nobody sits anymore. She said, Andy, you're taking me home. But I knew she planned to sleep alone. I'd carry her to bed, sweep up. Or as April calls it, the F word song. Because this is, it has a. It's got an It's a sad, quiet song. And it's got an F word in it that will just sneak up on you. It's a and sad F word, to too. <laughs> yeah. You'll, yeah. Oh, jeez, Yeah.
0: So this is a song about someone with cancer. It is. I mean,
1: yeah. <laughs> um. It feels like him reckoning with some of the remnants. Whenever you sober up and look at the places that you saw when you were drunk, sometimes they look not as cool. (laughs) It's like going back to the theme park as an adult or summer camp and like seeing the guy in the costume, you know, or whatever. And this is, you know, when the guy in the costume is someone you love. Yeah. So it's just sad guitar.
0: It is, this is in, in, uh, and sat in a Rocks. little tiny, oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, it's just say, in Uproxx, mag- on their, uh, their their website, they, there's a, they, they count down the top 10 saddest Jason Isbell songs. This is number one.
1: Oh, for sure. Yeah. This is maybe the saddest song. Like when I heard it, I was in, very much in that part of my life where I was like deep in the pursuit of the saddest song. Cause this came out when we, right after we started the pod or right before we started the podcast,
0: this album. Yeah. I mean, it we came started out, the podcast. We, we started the podcast in two, th- came out three years before we started this podcast. Oh, we started in 2016? We did. I guess
1: I lived in that house longer than I thought I did. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, that, that blew my mind. So I'm totally, <clears throat> I totally lost my train of thought. Oh, sad, yeah, I was definitely in the pursuit of the saddest song of all time
0: whenever this record came out and this is it. It's up there for yeah. sure. So, he, he's in the head of the fictional character named Andy. And he's he's having these memories of of, of this woman who, at some point, gets sick. And he's he's remembering her, like, the, the opening line. She said, Andy, you're better than your past. Winked at me and drained her glass. Cross-legged on a bar stool and nobody sits anymore. Like nobody sits anymore. She said, Andy, you're taking me home, but I knew she planned to sleep alone. I carry her to bed, sweep up the hair from her floor. So... That um, line,
1: man, is so it's a regular old sad sack at a bar song for the first, you know, 45 seconds.
0: <laughs> until you realize what's, what else is going on, I, what, until the sweep yeah. her hair up from the floor. Yeah.
1: So she says, Andy, you're taking me home, but I knew she planned to sleep alone. So you're like, what's going on here? Will they, won't they? And, I mean, that's it sets you up for a little bit of a will they, won't they? And then he says, I'd carry her to bed and sweep up her hair from the floor. Yeah. And like that is a that is the sad like the most visual and like um universal way to communicate. You know, just like an immediate sad image. Yeah. Of the wreckage of cancer.
0: Yeah. And the elephant. And then, oh, go ahead, sorry. The odd
1: auda- Oh, sorry, go ahead.
0: No, I was going to say I was, I was going to skip ahead, but you you go ahead. You I think you were going to get there naturally.
1: Yeah, I was going to say and then the audacity to sing the next line Go ahead. If I would fucked her before she got sick, I'd never hear the end of it. But she don't have the spirit for that now. We just drink our drinks and laugh out loud and bitch about their weekend crowd and try and ignore the elephant somehow.
0: So the, the, the one thing that they can't talk about because it's just too sad. Like so, so they're making small talk. They're talking about the weekend crowd. Yeah. And the elephant, of course, is her terminal illness. And that's the one thing so, they can't talk about. Yeah, and this line like she don't
1: uh, I had never heard the end of it. Yeah, and she don't have the spirit for it now. Is like so it sets up a will they won't they, and then you find out they have cancer, and you're like, oh no, this isn't that at all. Yeah, and you find out again, oh it was. It was, and now they didn't have their chance. Yeah, and she was the kind of person. That would have slept with this dude who they were best friends or whatever, and she would have then she would have been like, "You loved it, and I'm never gonna do it again, for however long." And you know, (laughs) and he's saying like she would have given me so much shit, and I would have been in love with her, but she didn't even have the spirit to give me shit anymore.
0: Yeah. So we
1: drink our drinks and we laugh out loud and we bitch about the weekend crowd. So all we can do is sit here at this fucking bar. And drink and smoke our cigarettes because you're already dying of cancer.
0: Well, she's like, yeah, we're she's to the point of
1: punishment, and so why not? Yeah, what, her... this is all we got. So, let's just try and ignore the elephant somehow.
0: Like they're they're still going to the bar. Her hair is falling out, and she's still going to the bar. They're trying their best to pretend like everything is normal, and he's yeah. watching her. He is silently watching her die.
1: Yeah. And it's like, what do you do at that point? You just try to ignore you, the elephant somehow. Yeah. Do you ride it out? Do you change everything just to have? I don't know. Like a tumultuous last, however, and is it any less tumultuous than it would? Uh, this song clearly messes me up really hard every time I listen to it. Man, I mean, and I've been listening to it nonstop since it came out.
0: I mean, shoot. I mean, l- let's take a look at the next verse where it says, "She said, Andy, you crack me up. Seagrams in a coffee cup." Sharecropper eyes and the hair almost all gone. Dude, Seagram's in a coffee
1: cup, sharecropper eyes and her hair almost all gone is a is a painting of like this that is that is an archetype of like this southern woman that just I think everyone should know. Well the hair almost all gone is the Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like he paints this like look at look at this woman who's got the eyes of someone who's lived, you know, such a rich life. And, 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 you know, like there's so much hurt and experience, and she's got Seagrams in a coffee cup, you know, like, is she hiding it or is she just not, does she just not care at this point, you know, like, there's, it's just like this, uh,
0: and then her hair is almost talking. Like- well, in sharecropper eyes, that in- implies like exhaustion and sadness. Like, there's, and then, um, and it says when she was drunk, she made cancer jokes, made up her own doctor's notes, surrounded. Okay. Oh,
1: Great. It's almost like made up her own doctor's notes is is just a little bit of levity when you really do think you might you know die before you
0: finish listening to the song. Yeah. Well, and then the next line is the thing is the one that always just like twists the knife where he he writes surrounded by her family, I saw that she was dying alone. So like the the thing about death, the the, the cruel thing about death is no matter how many other people are around you you like no one else can do it with you. You, you know, yeah. it's, it's the one thing you have to do by yourself. And that is uh awful. <laughs> he just writes this song about this. Yeah. Um. And
1: then like the answer to that, that that's what it is. It's just like, here's a shitty thing. Here's a decent answer. Like the best answer I can muster. Here's the shittier thing. Here's a, you know, a even less, like an even more futile effort. And here's an, you know, like the song just keeps, it's just like three steps back, half a, half a crawl forward. 10 steps back, half a crawl forward. Yeah. But those like half a crawl forwards are always just the most like empathetic efforts that's, at yeah. humanity.
0: Well, then, yeah, that's the thing. Like the thing. And he's, he's even mentioned before in interviews, like, cause people will say you wrote a song about cancer. He's like, no, I didn't. I wrote a song about people in a relationship dealing with cancer. Like, yeah. because like, that's the, like the, the central element of this song is the relationship. And so, um, and like you said, like there, there are these moments of joy. There are these moments of hope, but there's also this moment of, there there are these moments of just like utter, just despair. Um, it's one thing to
1: like talk about, I'd sing her classic country songs and her family, um, alone around her family in, in separate places. mm. Right. And then like singing her classic country songs, like a fun, like, Oh, y'all had fun at the end. But he says, even he said, so I'd sing her classic country song. So if you're a Baptist pastor, you say, This verse starts off with the word so, what does that mean? It means we need to look at the last verse. We need to read this contextually. So the last verse says, surrounded by her family, I saw that she was dying alone. So I'd sing her classic country songs. <laughs> uh sorry. I just really embodied that. Right. So uh so I'd sing her classic country songs. Because because she was dying alone. Well, he says, "But this I is would the, think. Like, the The word
0: so it, it's but.
1: Oh, sorry, but yeah, but I'd sing her classic country songs, like this is the best I could do is sing her like old Waylon songs, yeah, and let her smoke a joint and sing along, and and, but, and then just the profane. The what is the um, the um, what do you always say? The, I don't know. The, I see a lot of the something in the profane the uh, the um sacred the sacred in the, the profane the sacred in the profane i'm always looking for a p word but yeah. it's not and i know that that's the sacred in the profane we'd burn these joints in effigy yeah we'd smoke these joints in effigy which is almost like saying like we'd smoke these joints in toast to the fact that we will not smoke these joints that's right <laughs> and cry about what used to be and try and ignore the elephant somehow. Yeah, I've buried her a thousand times. I've given up my place in line, but I don't give a damn about that now. There's one thing that's clear to me, and that's that no one dies with dignity. We just try and ignore the elephant somehow.
0: So it's about the death of all of us, really, because it, yeah. like we're all dying. Like that's the 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 takeaway here is like everyone is dying. No one dies with dignity, and yeah, the, the, and the thing about being human is the thing we all have in common is we're all ignoring it as best we can.
1: Yeah, this song's like, look, we're all gonna die, and most of us are gonna let out a pretty gross fart afterwards. <laughs> like, get it, you know? Like, you're not gonna go out made up with a smile on. Uh,
0: yeah, it's not cinematic. It's not. It's not pretty. It's 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 sad. It ta- it takes every piece of you before it takes all of you. And um, but I
1: also think it's even more about like reckoning what it's like because to to Andy. This isn't the saddest song he's ever written, or, or the saddest story he's ever told. This is him retelling to you the best two months of his life when he got to live it with the person he loved the most. You know what I mean?
0: not about the best, but... Not but, the
1: best. You know what I mean? Like, whenever you talk about those last moments you spent together, they're always the most memorable.
0: Or yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? Like,
1: he doesn't think about this as the saddest song of all time.
0: He, this is a fond memory for Andy. Yeah, I think it's, it's complicated, right? Like because he has like the, these are these are his last good memories with this person, yeah. And like you said, it's it's more meaningful than just a, like a, like their, like the opening verse where they're at the bar. That memory is a more impactful, meaningful, long-lasting memory than a regular night at the bar because of who it was with and in, in the context. Of uh, yeah. her hair is falling out, right? Like all the detail, the details of the thing that color. Which it, the thing, the amazing thing is, this is a completely fictional story. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, the, like Andy is not Jason. There is no like he 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 created this, yeah. as far as we know, out of thin air, and it feels like a true story. That's yeah, why this is that's why he's Bruce like Bruce Springsteen, Springsteen because he well, can,
1: this is the magic trick. This is the magic trick. Yes, he tells you a story about himself that he changes so that it's a lie, so that it's more like the story that you can relate. To. Yeah.
0: Anyway, the song is beautiful, it's haunting, it is tragic, and it is one of the best songs ever written by any person ever. And it uses some really
1: interesting chord shapes that are all open. Um so it's not open, but like they're all just non bar chords, They're like just whatever that word is. Yeah. <laughs> not open tuning. I guess yeah, open chords. Um yeah, it's a nice uh if you haven't learned how to play it, learn how to play it and then you'll be like, Oh, this is a cool chord progression that I will keep in my pocket.
0: Yeah. Oh man! All right. Well, so that is the first third of Southeastern, and we're gonna pick it up next time by talking about traveling alone, or not travel but by flying over water, which oh, 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 I can't wait to talk about this song. Um, yeah. Anyway, uh, final thoughts, JB, before we before we sign off and head on over to the bonus feed.
1: Um. As well, yeah. I mean, as good as the rest of this record is, like we may have just talked about four of the best songs um, that have ever been paired in the first four songs on a record. Also. The four, maybe the four best songs on one of my favorite records of all time. So. I think so,
0: yeah. I, I, this album yeah. has such a strong front half, you know. It, it's really, and I, I like every song on this album. There's not a bad song on this album, but the, the front, half oh, of yeah. This, this is
1: a song so... that, like, has the has four of my favorite, you know, 100 songs in the first four that I'd never start over, you know what I mean? That I always listen to to the last
0: damn word, yeah, yeah, man, yeah. It's it, it it is so front loaded with greatness. Um, it, it's hard it's hard to it, it's hard to imagine continuing to talk about this album without coming back to these songs. But you know that's the nature. I was,
1: of was uh, that's the nature. Rap. Oh, sorry, sorry. No, that's <laughs> it. So right after uh, this came out, I was working on uh me and a body of mine were doing like a little woodworking project together, mm-hmm. and I just put this on because I heard it was, it was a good record, and uh.
0: <laughs> you were right.
1: <laughs> I was. <laughs> and so like two songs in he walks into my house and you know, without saying anything and it comes back out and he's got two uh two glasses with uh just whiskey in them, and he's like this is gonna be a long fucking record dude <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah that's right i mean this is which it's funny that this, this album is about sobriety because it really does pair really well with like a like a a, a, a drink on a late record. night. Yeah.
1: All sobriety records are great drinking records. It's the sad irony of it. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Oh, man. <laughs> what's uh, All my friends who are sober have the, I guess it's like a, a maybe an AA line or something, but they're like, that's the thing, man. If I could drink like everybody else, I'd do it every damn day. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, man. All right. Well, if you are a patron, you can jump on over to our Patreon feed, and we're going to keep talking about uh, the Rolling Stone 500 list. We're and gonna get into some guitar rock yes we are it's gonna be lit it is um, and then we will probably <laughs> it is very probable just gonna go ahead and put it out there oh I I, I meant, meant to say at the top of the episode we goofed on our last episode when we were talking about um, what, what, what's the name of the, the song that was that turned out to be a cover it was um, oh
1: oh um.
0: The the guy the guy on Twitter told us it Hang was it, it, a it was a cover.
1: Option. I'll pull it up. I'll pull it up. We'll give me we'll give him credit.
0: I was gonna say yeah. You, we gotta name the guy and we gotta we gotta say what what the cover was. It's is it I'm David drawing.
1: Moore? What? David Moore? Heart of the String. David Moore Heart- told us that Heart on the String is a cover. Uh, are, you, are you
0: sure? I thought David Moore. I, I thought it was somebody. I thought it was the guy. with the his last name starts with the T? Am I wrong? Uh...
1: You're right. Sorry, David Moore sent me a message. I don't know who you're talking about. Oh, did we we've get more than one person? <laughs> Maybe. I'm looking. I'm looking. I'm looking.
0: Uh, he's on Twitter. He's Mr. T.
1: Mr. T. Yes, we've talked about him before.
0: It's not the Mr. T. Uh, but yeah, apparently "Hard on a String" is a cover uh, by Candy Staton. Um, yes. And uh, I did not know that. that. That's a that is a basic fact that I should have known. So sorry about that, everybody. Um. So Martin. What? His name is Martin. Martin. Okay, Martin T. Yes. M- Mr. Martin T. All right, so thanks so much, Martin, uh, for, for letting us know. Sorry about the basic fact error there. That was not our first one. It certainly won't be our last one. Um, I just think
1: of uh, Martin as the handsome man with the stubble who has the two stars in his name. That's how I identify him. On there you Twitter go. And in my head. Yeah. <laughs>
0: You know what I'm talking about, right? Uh, yeah, I know exactly. I mean, I'm looking right at him. Yeah, I know exactly. What um, so anyway, thanks for sending us that, and David also thanks. Thanks for liking it, everybody who who also liked it. And like, yeah, they did get that wrong. <laughs> Sorry about that, everybody. All right, so we'll be back in the feed not next week. Uh, probably we're gonna. There's a bit of on my end. There's a bit of a scheduling issue. So um, well on
1: your end, just because you you said there was one first oh, okay good <laughs> and then we're gonna record next week no way okay
0: good to know so then in two weeks we'll be back with uh the, the second third of southeastern or you can jump onto our patreon feed and hear us talk a little bit more before we're done this week and until then i'm rob that's jb and we're tired of podcasting alone